Hey family, hope you all are doing well. I'm just going to do this real quick video because I want to take some time to encourage us all, those who are laboring or may possibly be heavy laden. And we're going to spend some time in this text to really break it down so that we can better understand what it means um, to take on Jesus' yoke, knowing that it's easy and it's light as far as his burdens. But I want to take some time briefly before I answer some of you guys' questions to break this text down by it being Labor Day. But I want to take some time to really get us to understand understand what it means to truly labor. Matthew 11, 28 to 30 says, come to me, Jesus speaking, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is is like, unfortunately, a lot of people in our world today are laboring to the point of burnout and, and they're, they're heavy laden emotionally. And, and, and when we think about our, our ambitions and we begin to think about our pursuits, whether it's uh, those who are in works rights or those who are pursuing uh, success, we have to understand that there's a way to work. There's a way to gain. There's a way um, to progress in our Christian walk. And it can't be based upon our own effort. It cannot be based upon how we perceive the pursuit of success to be. So let's take some time to break this verse down so that we can better understand what it means to be in this a state of ease, this place of rest where we're able to work from rest, not working for rest. Now, it says, come to me. Oftentimes, we go to different things and different people to find rest. In order for us to truly find rest, we must go to the one who is at rest. See, so many of us, we go to drugs, not for some of us, <clears throat> but a lot of people go to drugs. A lot of people go to alcohol. A lot of people go to other people, but they're not going to Jesus. Jesus is saying, I know that you are restless. I know that you are tired. I know that you are heavy laden, but you got to come to me. You cannot go to food. You cannot go to other people. You cannot go um, to, to addictions. You cannot go to these different things because these different things will only give you temporary rest. He says, come to me. Come to me. I'm the only one who can bring rest to your soul. He says, come to me all, not some, not most. He says, all who labor. Now, let's break down labor. A lot of us are laboring beyond our relationship with God. And what I mean by that is this. When you know that you are in partnership with God, you do not labor unnecessarily. So it reminds me of Peter when he was fishing all day and all evening. And, and he caught nothing. And Jesus came to the shore and Jesus was like, hey, Peter. And Peter was like, hey, what's up, Jesus? And Jesus said, uh, I see that you're uh, uh, putting up your nets, but go back out and, and cast your net. And Peter was like, uh, this preacher is telling me a fisherman when to cast a net. How can he? Does he not know that I've been here all day and caught nothing? But he says, you know, at least Peter has some common sense. Peter says, but at your word, I will do so. And when Peter cast the net, he caught the greatest catch he ever caught in his, in his business. Now, what am I saying when it comes to you and I? Oftentimes, we're casting our nets without first going to God. We're casting our nets, not waiting on the word of God. So what we're doing is we're trying to gather the way the world gathers. See, the world doesn't have partnership with God. We do. 
So all we got to do is wait for his word. All we got to do is go to him. It reminds me of Martha as well. Uh, Martha uh, allowed the disciples and Jesus to come into her home to eat. And, and she was upset with her sister because Mary was countercultural. See, the women back in the Bible days didn't sit at the men's feet. The women went into the kitchen to serve the men. But Mary, that's why a lot of people who, who think the Bible is misogynistic, they haven't read the scripture for themselves because Jesus dealt very delicately with the women. And you see that Martha got frustrated while Martha was getting the cornbread in the oven and, and the collard greens was at a boil and, and, and the fried chicken was 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 popping in the grease. And, and she started slamming plates because because she was offended that Mary would not help her. So she got so upset, got popped water to grease. And so that just took her to another level. And then she went into the room with Jesus and says, Jesus, how are you going to let my sister blase, blase, blase? And Jesus said, Martha, Martha. You, but with so many troubles, what was Jesus saying? While you was trying to prepare food for us, Mary was getting fed but with a meal that would never leave her. He was saying to Mary, Martha, I mean, that whatever you cooking in there, even though it smells good, Martha, because I heard you like that, even though it smells good, what we eat from you will pass through our system. But what Mary chose would never leave her. So what am I saying? If we do not go to Jesus and sit at his feet and learn from him and understand business from him, understand entrepreneurship from him, understand parenting from him, understand marriage from him, understanding what it means to navigate this life as a believer, then, man, we're not going to be good receivers. We're not going to be able to receive the rest from the best. He says, all who labor. So what are you laboring for? Are you laboring for God's glory? Are you laboring uh, uh, and, and what needs your labor now, waiting for the appointed time or God's timing? The issue is we're laboring for professional success, but we're not laboring for spiritual success. We're not laboring for emotional, mental, physical success. And so many people are laboring for God's love, laboring for God's righteousness, laboring for salvation. When God said, I already labored for that, rest in me. Because if you're not spiritually at rest, if you're not resting in the finished work of Christ, then my friend, you're going to try to finish the work that Christ already finished. And then it's going to spill into your professional pursuits. It's going to spill into your marital pursuits. And then my friend, you're going to be burnt out. He says, come to me. Don't go to the drugs. Don't go to the alcohol. Don't go to the TV screen. Don't go to the pornography. Don't go to that. Come to me. I, all who labor. He says, man, let me come, come to me if you're laboring. He says also heavy laden. Heavy laden means emotionally weighed down. How many of us right now are so emotionally heavy? You've heard me say this many times, how many people get on a scale every day or every week and, and the scale only weighs their body but the scale doesn't weigh the heaviness of the soul. And how many of us are heavy laden, still carrying an X, still carrying a, a, a church hurt, still carrying a, a, a insecurities and the things that was already placed on a cross on behalf of you and I. He says, come to me. If you're laboring right now and you're burnt out and, and you're and you're not earning at the level that you need to and your family's not getting what they need and you're and whatever, whatever. And you're and you're pursuing this world's idea of success. He says, come to me. He also says for those who are heavy laden, emotionally weighed down, mentally weighed down, spiritually weighed down. He says, come to me. And what do he say he'll give you? And I will give you rest. Now, what does this mean? It's not like God's going to give you a pillow and some sheets or a comforter. 
It's not like God's going to cut on the, the, the fan noise and give you opportunity to go see. He says, I'm going to give you a rest that transcends uh, 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 anything you can ever comprehend. And what he means by that is this. I'm going to give rest to your soul. I'm going to let you know that I got you. I'm going to assure you. I'm going to let you know that the dreams and visions I showed you will come to pass. But you got to rest in me so you don't pass away before the before the promise. He's saying, hey, I will give you rest, peace of mind, peace of heart. I will give you a rest where you able to trust that I have what's best. Verse 29, he says, take my yoke upon you. See, we have to understand that all of us are yoked up to something. All of us are soul tied. All of us are mentally tied, emotionally tied. We are all tied. We're all connecting. And all of us are like oxen working on behalf of one or two kingdoms. And you got to ask yourself, whose yoke do you have on? Do you have Satan's yoke? Do you have this world system's yoke? That's telling you that you'll sleep when you're dead. Uh, the devil's joke that tells you go out there and go get it and, and sacrifice your family and, and sacrifice those that you love. Sacrifice your morals. As long as you got that Royce Royce, as long as you got that big house in the gated community, do whatever you got to do. That's the wrong yoke. Because if you're on that yoke, my friend, you're going to be broke and you're going to break your neck. You're going to break everything that's that's connected to you, break your wife's heart, break your husband's heart, break your children's heart. And now your children have to recover through their adulthood of how you of what, what kind of parent you was in their childhood. But Jesus, says, take my yoke upon you. Let me lead. He says, take my yoke. Take take my purpose for you. Take take my calling for you. And he says, and learn from me. He'll teach you how to toil the fields. He'll teach you how to graze the fields. He'll teach you how to how to how to how to build and yield. Right. He'll he said, learn from me. The issue is we learning from all these gurus, but we haven't learned from the who for G from God. We have to learn from him on what it means to be a husband, learn from him on what it means to be a wife, learn from him on what it means to be a parent, learn from him on what it means to be a teenager, learn from him. He says, take come to me if you're laboring for love. He says, while you're laboring for something, I'm giving you for free. How many of us are out there working, being pimped by, by, by Satan in his system to work for love? And now you're caught up with the wrong guy working for love, caught up with the wrong girl working for love. And you're working for even God's attention. And God says, you have my undivided attention for free. My son paid that for you, for you to have access. So what are you not learning? What do you need to unlearn so that you can learn? He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. See, the one thing I love about God is that the church pastors preach out there are, are sprinkles. They're, 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 they shouldn't be your ultimate source of spiritual nourishment because a lot of us are, 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 are not at a place of discernment to be able to really discern whether or not what this man or woman of God is speaking is actually rooted in God's word. I think a lot of us have been up under the umbrellas of people who pursue revelation, but don't know how to teach people how demonstration. We know a lot about the word, but don't know how to walk it. We don't know how to work it. And a lot of us, we're, we're so caught up in, and this is the source where I get my spiritual nourishment but we don't know how to go to God for ourselves. We don't know how to go to God to learn practically. Go into the, the word of God, the basic instructions before leaving earth and find the processes and principles and the practical ways to live this life. So he's saying, come to me. 
all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for what? I am gentle and lowly in heart. Do you know Jesus is not the taskmaster that you may think he, him to be? He is gentle. He, the Bible says he was tempted at every point, but without sin. So he understands. The Bible says that he came so that we can have a high priest that understands. He's gentle with you. Salvation is not, a, Christianity is not about perfection. It's about progression. It's about trusting in the perfect work of God that is constantly progressing us more and more and more into the likeness of God. He says, I'm gentle, lowly in heart. And he says, and you will find rest for what? You will find rest for your souls. And eternal security is such an amazing uh, 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 part of salvation. When you know that you're eternally secured, then you stand secure in this earthly realm, knowing that Christ through his spirit is perfecting in you, that you don't have to toil like the world. You don't have to work like the world. You don't have to do what the world does. You can sit and master your craft by being at the feet of the master and allowing him to teach you business and teach you entrepreneurship and teach you relationship and teach you all the intricate things in life that's interdependent of each other. And the issue is the world will teach you how to be successful in business, but it can't teach you how to be successful with your family. It won't teach you how to be successful when it comes to spiritual growth. And so we got to go to God and says, first, I, in order for me to sow from my soul, my soul has to be at rest. The reason why we're not endeavoring to be our best and giving God our best <clears throat> from the return of our gifts is because our souls. How's your soul today? The Bible says we're fearfully, and wonderfully made. It says, my soul knows it well. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it well. What does your soul know? What are your thoughts like? What are your memories like? What, what knowledge are you gathering? What are your perspectives like? What are your ideas like? What are your emotions like? You got to take all those heavy thoughts, those heavy emotions, those heavy memories, those, those demonic and, and lustful ideas, those, those worthless things that you know, and in your in your in your wrong perspectives to God, so He can bring rest to each of those areas, so that your soul will be at ease, so that your spirit can be squeezed, and all your talents and giftings and, and personalities can really be seen by the masses, so people can can see God's work in your life and be glorified. He says, "But I will give rest to your soul. I will let you know that you're eternally secured." I'm going to let you know that you are his, my beloved. I have a scripture I want to read real quickly. It says, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable. 1 Corinthians 15, 58, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your work is not in vain. So when you're working in the Lord, man, you can't help but, but be uh, uh, exuberant and excited and enthusiastic because you know, hey, I got a purpose. And verse 30 is what I want to get to briefly. He says, for my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. What he's saying is this walk with him is not as hard as you think. It's only hard when we're laboring wrong. It's only hard if we're heavy laden. It's only hard if we don't go to him. So if we don't make it a practice to go to him and we labor wrong and we allow us to be heavy laden, those things will get in the way of how easy his yoke is. Man, listen, <clears throat> walking with God, don't hear me. Don't get me wrong. There are some, 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 
things that that are that that can be bothersome and and difficult. I'm not sitting there saying easy peasy always, but when your mind is renewed, you'll begin to say, "All I got to do is rest and trust." All I got to do is wait for God to say, cast my net. All I got to do is be at his feet and receive a portion that won't be extreated out of me. And I can find my purpose. He says, when you yoke up to me, the burden that I place on you, which is your purpose, the burden that I place on you, which is your calling, will be light. See, when you're in your purpose, it's light. See, this is a light thing for me. I can preach, I can teach, I can communicate. It's a light thing for me. This is my purpose. If I try to be an accountant, that's going to be heavy. If I go out there and try to be anything outside my purpose, that's going to be heavy. And a lot of us, the, the Bible says, God will not put more on you than you can bear. It doesn't say that we won't. Oftentimes, we put more on ourselves than we're able to bear. So what am I trying to say with this message? I'm trying to encourage you. To ask yourself, why do you keep going to X, Y, and Z to find your Z's, to find your rest? And you know those things only cause you to be at rest temporarily, but will eventually leave you restless again. Are you going to God regularly? Do you go to God to vent, to pray, so that he can pop out the dents, so that you can be properly sent? Like, like, are you going to him? Are you laboring for him? Are you yoked up to him? Or are you heavy laden and laboring based upon the tenants and based upon how the world wants you to labor? My friend, I want you to take some time today and really examine, allow the anointing in this message to really have you spend some time with the Holy Spirit so that you can begin to examine why are you laboring? Do you rest? Do you trust that God has what's best for you? And so I pray that this was a blessing to you. I'm going to take some time to answer a couple of questions. Uh, and then and then I'm gonna get out you guys' way. Jody Summer says, There is a woman I have my eyes on. Oh, God told me to pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for every young person, gentleman, young lady, older lady, older gentleman, student that's under the sound of my voice. Lord, you came so that they can be able to rest. For your yoke is easy, your burden is light. I come against those demonic spirits that's weighing on them, the, their sins of the past. Their, 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 their idea of perfection, their, 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 their desire to, to labor for, for, for other people's attention, their, their, their mission to labor, to be recognized. Well, let them know that you, that you see them and let them know that you love them and God and God and allow your peace to come into their room right now to let them know how loved that there are. And so, Lord, I think that the anointing will destroy the yokes off of them and remove the heavy burdens off of them, that they'll begin to go to you weeping and, and crying and tears of, of venting. And, and then they'll be crying tears of scenting, meaning that they'll, they'll be excited to be sent to their purpose, knowing that the shackles have been removed off their feet. And so, God, I pray that as I'm praying over these beloved brothers and sisters of Christ, Father, they'll be able to feel this anointing now that will be able to give them a, a sense of lighting, a lightness. They'll be able to, uh, to, to understand what it means to labor for you. And we appreciate you, Father, for letting that be evident in their lives. And just them to pray. Amen. Listen, when you're pursuing God's purpose for your life, my friend, it's a light life. 
when you're laboring for God's glory and you laboring knowing that God's timing is purpose perfect, that's a light life. When you know that you're eternally secured and that you are not separated from God and God loves you, that's a light life. When you begin to unshackle yourself and unleash yourself from the world's pursuits of success, that's a light life. And if you want to be at a place where you're living a light life, where you know the purpose and burden that God has placed on you, then my friend message me today. If you're really serious about this and you need some support and you need some coaching and you really want to take your life to a lighter level, then my friend uh, message me today. Uh, how can you reach out to me? If you're watching this later, message light life below and I'll send a link to you. If you're watching me live right now, Go to my website. I'll post my website now in the live chat so that you guys can uh, understand what it means to live a light life. Um, ah, man, let me see if we make the right program. And then I'm going to go over the books that I have. And we're starting our programs back up. I'm about to finish up with my first class. And we'll be opening up opportunities for people who are ready uh, to find their God-giving purpose and how to interconnect their multiple purposes where they'll be able to have success in every area of their life. So fill out that application there. If you feel led, if this is for you, it's not going to be for everybody, but if it's for you and you're serious and you're ready to take your life to a lighter level, where you're able to shake devils off of your lineage and, and hinder devils uh, from, um, from attacking your life and forward, then I know this program is for you. The work has already been done for you. All you got to do is work the work and you'll begin to see the, the, the easy yoke of God on your life and you'll be pursuing your God-given purpose in a lighter and brighter way. And so... Um, time for a couple of questions and then I'm going to go. Jody Samuel, there is a woman I have my eyes on, but how do I know of if God sent her? I can't make up my mind about it if I want to pursue it. Now, the Bible says where there's confusion, there's every evil work. God is not the author of confusion, the author of clarity. Until you have clarity, don't pursue. Until you don't, until you have clarity, don't go after it. Now, what do you need to do in the meantime? First off, you got to examine where you are spiritually. Are you really seeking God? Are you really uh, invested in God's purpose in your life? Because I'm not sitting there saying all shoot, all sizes fits all. But what I'm saying is, I found my wife while operating in my purpose. While I was in my purpose, my wife literally walked into my Bible study while I was actually preaching. And so if you don't know your purpose, you won't know your person. And so what I'm saying is you got to examine the prerequisite to see if it's even God's timing for you to be with someone yet. And so you got to examine your spiritual walk. How close are you with God? Are you really pursuing the things of God? Are you growing the things of God? If that's not intact, God won't bring her in your life. If you're not operating in your purpose, whether, dis whether discovering it, developing it, or distributing it, then my friend, it ain't the right time to meet your woman. And so if you're considering a, a woman to be a part of your life, and your life is not in order in these two areas, then my friend, that's a counterfeit. Because God is not going to bring anyone in your life if you and him are not intact, if you and you are not intact, and if you ain't intact with your purpose and at least pursuing it. Because if you don't know God personally, you won't know yourself personally. If you don't know yourself personally, you won't know your purpose. And if you don't know your purpose, you won't know your person. Hope that Georgia says, what up, Coach Josh? Georgia out of Fort Worth. What's going on, family? Christy Horton says, hey, Coach, and everyone from Virginia. Hope all is well. Good to see you. 
Uh, Georgia says, how do I go to God when the world starts to weigh me down? I am either struggling or looking out for family while no matter looking out for my needs. Don't worry about it. God is looking out for your needs, but you got to learn how to distribute your seeds. While God is meeting your needs, God doesn't want your needs to compound because you're sowing seeds where you shouldn't be sowing seeds or you're trying to feed people that you were not meant to feed. So you got to examine where you sow your seeds, examine the people you feed, because if you're feeding people beyond God's uh, leading or if you're seeding into people's lives beyond God's leading, then my friend, you're going to find yourself overly exerted and then you're going to find yourself deserted. And so only serve it to people who deserve it. But make sure you go to God and serve God where he wants you to. Then you will be able to say, I'm not as struggling or weighed down as I should be, because then you'll find your life in order and balanced. Living Adventure says, what's the point of asking God if he is too busy? Listen, God is not busy. God's omnipresence is beyond human comprehension. God is in front of you and in front of me without distraction. He, he has every, he is giving everyone his undivided attention. Just like iPhone has Siri and Siri is, is present standby there on your iPhone and my iPhone. Siri's not distracted from your iPhone. So if, if, if Apple have the ability and technology to have a, 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 a artificial intelligence to be present in everyone's uh, iPhone without distraction, what do you think God is capable of? So if you have the wrong view of God, then you won't be able to see God the way God wants to be seen. And you will assume that he don't listen when he's always listening. So you got to change your worldview about that. You got to change your view about God, because just because your dad didn't listen or your mom may not have listened or people didn't listen to you doesn't mean that God is not listening. Amen. I'm not separated from God. Yes, so true. Amen. So everybody's just commenting. Last question. I'm gone. Nubian says, does the Bible verse that talks about asking you shall receive mean that whatever you ask God, he will give you your heart's desire? To, no, let me break it down for you. So you got to scripture interpret scripture. Scripture supports scripture. So this verse is supported by another verse that says they that delight themselves in the Lord, he'll give them desires of their heart. Delight is a key word. When you enter the light of God, the light of God, John 3 talks about how people avoid the light of God, lest their deeds be exposed. But the more that you walk into the light of God, the more you are exposed, the more you begin to see how carnal and fleshly and deceitful your desires are. And the more you in the light and you want to be more like God, then you will begin to desire the things of God. So when you, as a woman, begin to understand woman from a biblical perspective and you begin to operate in your unique purpose and you begin to immerse yourself in the things of God, then you will naturally see that your desires will begin to change. And the guy that you may want right now may not be the guy in your mature spiritual state that you would desire later on. The girl that I wanted at 18 is not the girl that I have right now, not the woman I have right now, but the woman I have right now is obviously the woman that I always wanted. But it took me growing in maturity and becoming more like God to really see that my heart was deceitful. I cannot trust it. But when I got into the light of God, God began to shine light in those dark areas. And then I began to delight in God. Delighting in God means to love on, to be in awe of, to, to, uh, to, uh, to be the center of my joy. And I delight in him. I'm excited about him. I, I appreciate him. Right? And in that appreciation, 
then my heart begins to change and I begin to desire the things that God desires. And then those things will be delivered unto me. That light life is the life we need to live, not that heavy life. Amen. It, he is most definitely. Listen, love you all. Check out my website, mycoachjosh.com for all my 10 books. I don't have time to give you all those books. Uh, Counterfeit a Counterpart, Multipurpose, Dating Prep, The Purpose of Singleness, The Purpose of Freedom for Soul Ties and Strongholds, um, a World War Me, Spiritual Warfare, as he says, for a children's book, uh, three, uh, two coaching programs. Because starting in October, we're going to bridge two programs. It's going to be the Mindset and Multipurpose Mastery Program and the Holistic Success Program. And so if you want to live that light life, check out uh, those programs now. Apply now. Find one of those links and apply. We're going to change the website probably next four days or so. But apply. Get in there now. If you're really ready to take your life to the next level, that light life where you can uh, 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 pursue the God-given purpose they ask for you. Check out those programs. If you're blessed by this and, and, and you feel led to give all that good stuff on my website, books, card games, all that on my website, mycoachjosh.com. I love you all. I pray this message was a blessing to you all. Share it with someone who is laboring wrong and are heavy laden so they can go to Jesus and find true rest for his yokes are easy and his burdens is light. Love y'all. Catch you next time. Peace.